Hello everyone and welcome back to the Borderlands 3 show. I'm Mike. This here is my bandit friend Dan. Dan, what game are we talking about today? Um, I think we're talking about Days Gone, that zombie game that came out a few months ago. On Perfect. The so Days Gone by Ben Studios came out, I believe it's February like 10th of 2019. It uh, is the, I think, 11th best-selling game of the year, so pretty good so far. Oh, that's not the game we're talking about? No, yeah, that's wrong. That's wrong. This is the this is the Days Gone show. I think this is the Borderlands show, right? Damn right it is. And today we are talking about Borderlands three. The day is finally here, yeah. Dan. We all broke down crying, pulled out our you know what, gave one out for the great Vault Gods. Dude, I uh, I left early. I left work early come home uh, a couple Fridays ago when this thing came out and uh, it wasn't there when I got home uh, the the Amazon guy hadn't delivered it yet but he did like a half hour after I got home so it, I was pretty excited yes Dan here has not entered the 21st century he still gets his games delivered by this jungle service I've heard of what <laughs> I'll tell you what <laughs> the metal case that came with the physical copy of the game is pretty dope Nice. Okay. So yeah, this is the Borderlands 3 show. The show where we rank, review, and talk about all the games in the Borderlands series. We're going to give you a heads up now. Uh, we have both beat Borderlands 3 and done a decent, actually, as of now, almost all of the endgame content. Um, we still plan to probably revisit that at some point in the future and talk about the DLCs whenever they come out. So here we're talking about the main game. Obviously, spoilers. Obviously, everything's on the table. Yeah, so, in fact, go on. the only thing that's not on the table is, uh, you know what, I don't know where I was going with that one, so let's, just, <sighs> let's keep moving. AJ, uh, do not cut that part out. We're going to leave Dan, leave Link an idiot. Thank you. Okay. Fine. <laughs> so my, my normal stats I have for the series, okay? Our old stats were that there was 43 million units series of, like, sold for the series, right? It was our original stat going into Borderlands 3. The number I have seen most recently, they said in... 48 hours, this game sold 5 million units, uh, which put the, puts it probably now somewhere in the low 50s for the series, which for sure makes this one of the most successful series of all time. Uh, they announced the series has now made $1 billion in net bookings. Um, it is the fastest Take-Two game, which, to put in perspective, that includes GTA and Rockstar in that number, any Rockstar game. Uh it is 50% more copies in the first week than Borderlands 2 did. And it is the most successful game ever on the Epic Game Store. So I'm going to say this game was a physical hit. Would you agree on that one? Yeah, 100%. Okay. Yeah, in terms, of, in terms of just, like, people buying it, yeah, this game was a hit. So we're there. Uh, this game, obviously, was released in 2019 of our Lord and Savior. Uh Made by oh, Gearbox. That's how the saying goes, but okay. <laughs> and published by 2K. Dan, give me your top level review of Borderlands 3. I don't know where to start. It's a, it's a really good game. Um, 
it, I think I think it really improves on a lot of things in Borderlands 2, but I think it falls short elsewhere. Um, it's definitely if if you like the series, I mean it's it's Borderlands. You're gonna probably love this game. Um, it did a couple of things that I wasn't a fan of. I'll be honest. There, I have some uh, some bones to pick with this game, but uh, overall, I, I think it's still a fantastic game. Um, I'm excited for all the the end game stuff and the add on stuff that they're going to be delivering because uh, I already have sunk tons of hours in this game and and it has me wanting more. So I tend to agree with you looking at it. I th- ooh, this is where it's tough for me in the idea of it, is it a better whole package? I think. And let's stick with this. From a moment-to-moment gameplay point of view, it is better, but that's because they literally went, here is the old gameplay, and we just added more to it. Because climb... So there's the vaulting, there's the climbing, and there's the dashing. Which feels like nothing on face value, but fundamentally can dramatically change how you play this game. It's, it's so much fun. I love, like, especially sliding around, like, holy shit, that's a great call. Which, go Gearbox. which is funny because like on paper you'd be like does that make that much of a difference and you're like yes in the moment it does i think just like gone it's just something you know it's just like uh it's like dolphin diving in call of duty like did it really ever give you a ton of stuff to like like, like did it add much no but was it cool as hell yes it's it's one of those things like that it also is i think we could both agree uh there is technical issues with this game <laughs> yep, there's, there's a couple of those. Uh, we were literally just playing, and Dan just lost his audio for ten minutes. Yeah, the whole last bit of the game, I'm, there was my controller was vibrating, and I think the only sound I had was like chest opening. It'd be real funny if I wish it was one of those games where some stuff came from your controller, so it's like dead silent for you, besides like noise from your controller. Actually, <laughs> that happened once in uh, in the Lord of the Rings game, and uh, that has really great. The, I think it's uh, Shadow of War. Really, really great controller sound effects. Um, and when the sound goes out in that game and you just have your controller coming out, it's scary. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, uh, also, so you we both play it on Pro, right? Or no, are you playing on regular PS4? I have a Pro. Okay. What, do you, what mode are you playing on? Performance or, like, the resolution? <laughs> Uh, I'm, I believe I have it on performance. Okay, me too. Because I have heard resolution mode is hot trash. I've, I haven't heard good things about it either. I think I tried it at one point for one of my games, but uh, I'm pretty sure I switched it back. But in general with Borderlands. I think I would notice if I didn't. Because like there's little stuff that we need to talk about. Like when I opened the menu for the first time. I'm sorry, that's how long it takes to open the menu. Is that dead silent right there? God, it's. Honestly, opening the menu in this game is miserable. <laughs> this game, is such you a live chore. in the menu. That's the problem. I know. Like, the menu should be, it should be a seamless transition from world to menu and then from pages within. But it's like, dude, if I want to, if I picked up a gun and I wanted to compare it to another gun, it takes like 30 seconds. And that should be like almost instantaneous. Like, if you told me to, like, if you got to do like a fun paper mission to back end load, it's one thing. The issue is it freezes. And it's just like, and I'm especially in co-op, you can't stop in like the middle of a battle and quick do something. Right. Which we were doing a, a mode we'll get to where it would have been nice if you could have done that easier. Yeah, you're telling me. <laughs> okay. 
So that's our top level. I think we're both lukewarm, lukewarm to positive, depending on the part of this game. So now I think... Definitely more positives than negatives. I agree. It's just... I think when you get compared, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. yeah. We'll so, see. so this game, uh, as we talk about every time, the big lure of this is the characters in the game. We had four Vault Hunters this time. We had Amara, Flack, Mose, and Zane. I played Zane, and Dan played Flack. I've poked at both Amara and Mose. Not as much into them. Dan, I haven't I haven't touched either any of them other than Flack. Okay, so let's start with Flack then. Can you can you describe to me what is this Flack character? Flack is dope, dude. Um, he has instead like he basically like sacrifices, um, like one of his abilities to have a pet that's constantly out in the field. Um, definitely, I think I think we discussed this earlier. My uh, my favorite pet is the Jabber. I think he's the most effective out of all of them, but I haven't really tested the Skag too much. Um, and then out of the Rack Attack and the Fade Away, which are the two specials I've tried, I haven't used Dominate yet. Um, Fade Away's awesome. Just, like, quick, like, I think it's like five or six seconds, and every shot is a critical that you do on an enemy. Um, so he's kind of he's a bit of a tank. Um, very helpful. His pets are, are incredible. They can revive you. They can distract enemies. They can kill enemies, so... Um. Yeah, uh, he he's super dope, and everything that I've been reading makes it sound like he's probably like your. Uh, um, he's like the game on easy, as as we've to use a reference that we've used before in the series. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So you have Flack. I played as Zane, who is our fun little. I'm trying to think how to describe. I think so, he's probably default soldier is the best way to put him on on like what he is. Uh, well, no. I think Mose is probably more soldier. So I think he's probably more him? like assassiny. Uh, he's he's like a mix of like Zero and Mordecai, but like more techy. Hear know? me out, and I'm gonna ask you because you're Irish here. This sounds offensive, okay? He's like the Boondot Sinks. I'll be honest. It's a little offensive. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Nobody gives a shit about the Irish. Damn right. Okay, perfect. So he's part of the Boondock Science. Okay, so his whole shtick is, uh, obviously, he has three powers like everyone else. Uh, so he has a drone, which is kind of like Wilhelm's drone. He has uh, Zero's dis- clone, basically, uh, but he still is on the field. What's nice about it is the, the, the clone's shooting, and then I could teleport between my location and the clone's location back and forth about every second. And then I have the shield that could pop out that will protect us. And then I can upgrade the shield so it like puts us in a dome. And what's nice is we can shoot out of the shield, but bullets can't shoot into it. Super effective. <laughs> Super effective. Busted beyond belief at points is the best way to put it, I think. Uh, so yeah, that's Zane's whole things. Um, I find Zane very fun. I think he's. I think Zane's specialty, I'd argue, is crowd control. Be- I would agree with that. Because it's literally like pop a shield in a spot and then pop down my clone and just kind of walk away quickly or like go kind of like bolt back and forth. Um, it's definitely been. Uh, 
it's been pretty helpful, at least in terms of like most like close combat situations with you. Mm-hmm. Just because I, I think that shield is probably the best, and the clone is is pretty. He's like my pet. He's he's great at distracting. Mm-hmm. Now, so he's better at damage because the end of his skill tree is. It used to be he just gets a pistol, where the end of his skill tree was he copies whatever gun I've out. And, that, and that's probably pretty dope. And what's real Especially nice is like a. A sick rocket launcher or something. And if he has, if I have a mall one that could hot swap between the two types, he chooses based on the enemy he is what he what it is. Art seriously? Yeah, that's actually really sick. I didn't I didn't think that it makes sense, but I wouldn't have thought that happened. Yeah, no. So he can't switch. That's his only gun, but he could switch the mode. Uh, which, if you got like a corrosive and a shock or something like that, would be super effective depending on the enemies. Right. Facing. So that's kind of, I think, now they're going to do this. I don't think we could talk about Moe's as much as Amara as much. I kind of want to talk about, actually jumping into that, is some of the, like, the bigger changes of the game here. And I think one of the big ones is the enemies. Because, so Borderlands 100%. 1 was basically bandits and some soldiers. Borderlands 2 was bandits and robots. But, like, there was kind of this, like, soldiers, like, the soldiers versus, like, the Hyperion guys were a jump, but not that were like, there are jumps there, but, like, you still had the bandit consistencies. This game just throws enemies out the fucking book when it comes, like, comes to, like, thousands of new types. What is your kind of, like, take on, like, these new enemies and maybe you have, like, a favorite that you like to see and stuff? Honestly, I think it's super cool that, like, enemies are more unique now. I, you know, it's super dope, like, seeing, like, you know, what what is your bandits now? It's like, there's all there's men, and there's women, and they have, you know, different hairstyles, different, you know, skin color, different, um, like, body types. And so it's like, oh, like, there's this, you really do feel like you're fighting an army of, like, more than just bandits, right? Yeah, also, like, um, the bandits are, like, now part of this cult, which we'll get to with the two enemies, and eventually they get to, like, upgrade them. Yeah. The bandits, I like. There are moments I just we'll don't reckon. I don't even recognize these bandits half the time. Oh my! Well, and while we're talking about types of bandits, uh, for I guess I'll answer the first question. My favorite new enemy in this game. <sighs> favorite one to to fight is probably um. Uh, what are they called? I'm losing it. I'm blanking on the name. Describe uh, to the me. dinosaur things. Oh, like the oh yeah yeah those very, like the T Rex is your favorite or the um, yeah the I forget what they're called but this there's the like the mini T Rex Saurian thing oh yeah which yeah. has got like armor damage or, oh god uh, like, armor on I hate those guys it reflects stuff too like bullets pop off of it yeah it's got like boned like bones all over its head and stuff like that and the tyrants are pretty cool too those are the really really big dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really hoping, and this was kind of talked about it since Gearbox has said they're not releasing new Vault Hunters as DLC. I'm hoping they add new skill trees to existing Vault Hunters. I was and if thinking they do, that. I really want a Saurian pet. I was thinking, I was like, I wonder if they're going to do something like that. That would just be, oh god, dude, to run around like a little T-Rex dude? Shit. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. That'd be very cool. Um, but can we also talk about the anointed on Mayhem for a second? Can we just talk about the anointed? <laughs> hard they are. So, so you meet the anointed when you're in the middle, as we'll get to around different planets. In the middle of Eden Six, you meet your first Billy the Anointed, which 
In a patch note, they cut his health down by a quarter, which is good for future people. Holy shit, these anointed. Um, good for future people, not good for the people that spent like an hour trying to kill him <laughs> on your own. Holy. It's so, so like, they're like basically, ha majority of the time, they're basically big goliaths. And that's, on face value, give me a goliath, a lot of health isn't the problem. It's stuff like how he can teleport everywhere, and then he has, like, a blast if you don't jump over that, like, knocks your shield out. Don't forget the ones that um, can, for, like, the majority of their existence, be totally immune to damage while they do an attack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just I like, oh, hey, I'm unloading on this guy. Oh, he's immune. Let me switch to an L. Oh, he's immune to that, too. Oh, okay. Well, well, I guess we'll just stay here for 20 minutes and duke this one out. So a dumb animation thing I actually really like that they do is the whole, like, they turn into Iridium at the end. That, uh, I mean, it kind of gives you, like, a little added reward. You know, but it's also sick. but it's kind of interesting of like, huh? Why is this? Why why is it that once you do that, they turn it into radium? But I, I feel like it leaves a bunch of questions to me. Um. Why, well, why? Why do you say that? Like, does that mean in theory, if they wanted to power a vault, they could have just changed the world into radium? No, no. Let's not go asking questions like that because then we're going to, you know, eventually we'll get to how come in Borderlands 2 Hyperion didn't just stop using the new U station to keep you from responding. Okay, but that's like, that's a like world constraint of like Jack just loves money. The the villains in this, which I think we're here now, okay? We have we have Troy and Tyree in the villains, okay? Not the brightest bulbs in the bunch. We're going to start there. Okay. Um, So what we learned the first time he anoints someone is what you think we'd learn when they turn to Iridium, and they need Iridium to charge the vault, right? Why wouldn't they just take their entire army that's just brainwashed to them and just turn them all into anointed and have them kill each other? I think you don't want to, like, you know, get rid of your entire army. I Why? mean, obviously, you know, Why? Like when Tyrene becomes the destroyer at the end. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, Not just a destroyer. The same destroyer from Borderlands 1. Oh, well, there are qualms with that, but we'll get there eventually. <laughs> um, I feel like you need an army because, like, it was it was obvious that the Vault Hunters were like, like, still a pretty major threat, even with the Anointed being around. So it's like, I think you still want your army. okay. I'm sorry, half the Anointed because they're still Anointed, so they're twice to three times as more powerful. It's I think my point stands. <laughs> but like, also, okay. So we have we have Troy and Tyrene. So basically, they're both they're both as you found out, <gasps> they're both sirens, right? Yep, which bingo, bingo, gringo! You hit the nail on the head on there. They're both sirens. Which which is weirder because apparently they are conjoined twins. So now I have a theory on this. <laughs> Go on. Well, yeah, they were twins, but really, I think Tyrene is the siren. So what is Troy? Um, I think Troy was just a, a normal dude. Um, and then he only gets the siren powers because um, he was around the, uh, Maya when she died, right? And Tyreen is able to give power to him. That's why he's constantly, like, asking her for, like, hey. 
See, my understanding was, was I don't think he was a the tyrant. phrase that she used when he, he took Maya's powers, though, was, I thought you can only take from me. She didn't say I can only give to you. Uh, man, I don't know, man. Just because we know that from, um, you know, the, the Iridian slabs, um, that the, whatchamacallit, the, the siren who, like, killed the Iridians mm-hmm. locked herself in that vault. Mm-hmm. And so when Typhoon de Leon opened the vault, that's how she, they got, the baby got the powers. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I just don't know how two of them would have gotten the powers. <sighs> that was my, that's what's so weird. Because in my, in, my, in my head, how it worked was they were conjoined twins, which my question would be if they were, do they count as one siren or two? I just don't think I, I still don't think that he was a siren okay well he becomes a siren at one I'll, point I'll, I can come back to this argument as I play more of the game and, and formulate that hypothesis right so so he'll he becomes a siren during the campaign so so you're facing two sirens eventually yeah. so, so like the part I don't understand is like so like so Tyrene the whole goal is she's gonna become the god besides when Troy lets it get to his head which the game frickin' tells you ten hours earlier. <laughs> and, like, Troy literally kills his sister, he thinks, to try to become the god himself. Same sauce on his part, by the way. Yeah. Which, also, they, they are um, streamers. It's, like, their whole shtick. Which, I think, on face value, it's not a bad ploy for a, a like grand villains in this world no dude honestly i think it's such a cool shut up chief and doing a podcast you don't need to bark <laughs> anyway i think it's a really cool shtick for uh for villains because it's like one it's pretty relevant to today in like this influencer culture mm-hmm. um truthfully i'm just kind of disappointed i feel like they were very underdeveloped villains and I think they're, especially in comparison to Handsome Jack, they're kind of just, like, crappy. Yeah, that's also when I go to now we're talking about them is, I don't, so this this whole game, I think I think we're talking about, too, in general, when we talk, is we both kind of enjoy the story in this game, and I do not, so there's this, there's this weird undercurrent of people complaining that, like, the game's just more immature, which I do not think is true in the slightest. I just think it's not as strongly written. I think it's. I, I definitely think it's. It's a little bit lazier writing, but it's not and more think, immature, and that's why I don't understand with people. I'm like, no, no, the game didn't change. You might have changed, but the game did not. I I I think it's it's a little bit more immature. Do you? There's so, definitely more poop references. Okay, but have you? Did Borderlands Two is full of poop and sex references? Like that's kind of like the shtick of it. It's comedy style. But it feels a little bit, like, more in this game. Like, I'm not saying it's, it's like, bad. I'm just saying that, to me, it feels like they were relying too heavily on it as opposed to, like, Borderlands 2, where there was plenty of other really funny moments that didn't come from stuff like that. I wonder if partially is maybe that feeling comes from... The, I think we both agree the writing at points. Like, the plot kind of, like, just kind of drags on at points. Or, like, w- like when you go to, like... Um, Promethea and the twins just disappear for eight hours. You're like, where did they go? And, and like I said, I think it really all just comes down to that the story 
is not as well written as Borderlands 2. Mm-hmm. Which, which... You can, you can say it's inappropriate or, or more uh, immature, or you can just say it, it's poor writing, but really at the end of the day, I think that the biggest thing is that it's just not as compelling of a story, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of things that happen where it's just like, okay, but why? Mm-hmm. Which I agree with you on the okay, but why, for sure. So that, I think, jumps us, I think, too. So the big shtick of this game was you're not just on Pandora anymore. So you have this fun little, like, Sanctuary 3 is your ship, and you go to a bunch of different planets, right? So here is my... I think it's a great concept on paper in somebody's execution. Do you know what my problem with this is? Dan? Dan? Uh Uh-oh. Still there? Yeah, are you still there? Yeah, hey, do you hear me? Yeah. So, okay, so my big problem with, with the planet systems, you know what it is? Keep going out as you're about to say it, and now the suspense is really getting to me. Okay. Well, do you know what my big problem with the planet <laughs> system is? Take three. Do you know what my big problem with the planet system is? Is that? Each planet's like the size of a region in Borderlands 2. <laughs> so, like, why are they different planets? Yes. Like, no, I agree. And I feel like, uh, I don't know, maybe this is just me. And maybe this is just, I don't know, oh, some, some personal thing on mine. But I feel like all of the planets create such a disconnect from, like, the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The game, just to me, when you're. If, it, if you're playing it solo, it feels kind of lonely. Like, I feel like I'm not running into familiar faces as often as I should be. Mm-hmm. Like, so they try the to... Thing, Go on. I, the other thing that I think ties into that, too, and I think we've, I brought this up before, and I don't know if you necessarily agree with me or not, but I feel like the side quests in this game aren't as uh, frequent. Like, I feel like there's less side quests in this game. Mm-hmm. And that kind of bums me out a little bit because that made the world feel a little bit fuller. And I feel like this one feels a little bit emptier. So I agree with you on there's less. And I think this is what we disagree is I think, and I originally said all of them. Now I'm going to say with few exceptions, I think what's nicer though is the majority of the side quests to me feel more fleshed out or at least feel less like a, hey, go deliver 50 things. Yeah, and there's something to be said about that. I mean, like in the pre-sequel, <laughs> it was nonsense. The quests were garbage. Mm-hmm. And I think it was because they weren't flushed out. It, it was literally just like, a, oh, hey, hey, go do this thing. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, come back and turn it in. And then, oh, hey, go out this way again. And then come back here again and turn it in. So it's just like annoying stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that's a good example for me. Uh, so the, my exception to the rules are when you get late on the game and you get, like, the burger delivery stuff. Well, and I think, the, I think that's just, like, a way to have, like, reoccurring missions that so, you can do for money. Reoccurring missions. This is, this is, I'm not a big fan of reoccurring missions to begin with. Do you know my biggest problem in this game is with reoccurring missions? What's that? There's no way to hide them in your quest log. 
The other needs to be an ignore button. Like, Borderlands 2 had a very simple button. I could hit ignore, and then I could hit show all ignored. That's all I want. Because this way, when I'm doing stuff like tracking for the trophies, what I've done... I don't have to have a notepad next to me and go, I have done this mission. <clears throat> yeah, dude, I'm a big fan of it. Like, like, it, there being, it's annoying enough, there being recurring stuff, but like, tell me I've done it. Really, that'd be your, that's the, the easiest fix in the book. And I, I, it's like Borderlands 2. I mean, it was like, there was plenty of times in Borderlands 2 where I'd be like, uh, like running through like a playthrough or something, and I would just ignore, 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 ignore all these quests. And I was like, great, I don't need to think about them anymore. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, I think because these ones are so... Few? They're like far enough, they're like far enough apart, I feel like that you can, they're at least ignorable. And I also think that the quest log in this game is not as important as it was in previous games. That's true. I also like how you now have that hot arrow key to, like, jump between your active quests. Which, yeah, which, and I think it also helps, again, just not having as many side quests. Which which like goes not. to my complaint I've got to mention when we were on the UI topic, Dan. Which, apparently, you didn't know this was a thing, which blows my fucking mind. Is on PlayStation, you can only use the arrow keys to jump between your, your weapons equipped, and you're like, you could do that? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was a that was a revolutionary one for me. I never I, be, I never used like anything like that in the original Borderlands either, or the older Borderlands. I guess not original, but mm-hmm. uh, so that yeah, to me that was just like, oh yeah, I forgot this is a thing that you can do. Well, like that was my main way of doing it. So I was like, oh, <laughs> that's a thing. So there's so there's all that. So back on the planet. So. I'm focusing on the big planets because, like, you have the little side ones you'll eventually go to for, like, the end game stuff. So the big planets are Sanctuary, Promethea, Pandora, obviously, Eden 6, and Athenas. Promethea. Yeah. So the so you start on Pandora and you eventually come back to Pandora. So I, th- I think we should start with that one. What's Pandora? I, really, I was really... Go ahead. I was like, Pandora to me, it's, I enjoy we were there and I enjoy we went back to it. I'm still sad, like, how little we saw of it. I would agree completely. And I was really pissed, honestly, when we left it the first time, because I was like, really, that's all we're going to see of Pandora? Mm Mm-hmm. That's all. Pandora's also, you get one of my favorite boss battles, at least, like, on paper, which is the Penn and Teller. Just the idea of when you get when you figure out what it is that leads up to them with like it being like a giant festival. <laughs> oh my god, yeah that that is my favorite boss battle. The especially the antagonizer. I mean, really hard, but like super fun. And super but crazy. but I also like how it's this festival of just death, and then you're like, "Where's the festival?" And you realize that you are on the festival. <laughs> it just drives yeah. away. <laughs> Which is, uh, yeah, no, that's super cool. I really like that mission a lot, and I think that one is really like borderlands because it's like oh here's this ridiculous thing with two ridiculous leaders and they and, yeah the fact that it's a play on pen and teller is, is pretty great also they've just accepted their mad max during that mission too which i appreciate <laughs> <laughs> yep chase down this gigantic vehicle with a skull in the front of it they're like no we're mad max we remember uh the next thing is that's you do sanctuary which <sighs> so i like the idea of sanctuary being there easy to get to stuff your hub, you know, your 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 home base, like 
sanctuary in. Yeah. Walking through it, though. Alien, I suppose. It is the most frustrating thing in the world to walk through. My God, yeah. It's it's not fr- like user-friendly in like, terms of levels. To me, instead of... You know, there's like three levels, including that basement area. It, it, those top two levels should just be one level is what I feel like would at least alleviate the pressure walking through it. Or just at least make like stairs everywhere that are, like, obvious. Right. Or you do dumb stuff like because it's a spaceship, have, like, a ladder that goes from, like, Moxie's to Tannis. Just because it's a spaceship, you would have light of everywhere. I hate that, like, because I will. I'll, like, be on that second level at Marcus's, and then it's like, oh, I need to go up and see Tannis. And then it's like, oh, right, I got to find this ladder and climb all the way up it. And it's just, like, takes me all the way around the ship. And, yeah, it's super annoying. Mm-hmm. Which, so, again, I like some of the things in Sanctuary. Um, it's It's condensed in the size like physically close together so like it was if it was better to get around i think it'd be really nice to have not having to walk the 10 minutes you to walk half the time in actual sanctuary this is true uh i like the other fun thing about this which i think now is going to mention is all of the like so all of the like areas have these level objectives on them which kind of like help to flesh out the lack of side quests or these kind of things so it'd be like hammerlock has you go Kill big animals. Zero wants you to kill targets. You, you're making a girlfriend for Claptrap. Stuff like that. I find that very I interesting. Was, uh, Fun. For, for the most part, I was, a, I was a big fan of them. I thought the Typhoon logs got really old really mm-hmm. quick. Because it was just like, there's three of them on every level. And some of them just like, okay, that I didn't learn. Like, there was nothing cool about that one. You know, there's plenty of them that were just boring, and like I said, they got old. I love the Hammerlock stuff, I love the Zero stuff, and even the Claptrap ones are fun. See, I agree, I think there's too many, especially on those. I like the idea of it, though, to, like, give these levels a little bit more to do. Yeah, for sure. I also like how they very much checkmarked it, so you know exactly what every level has, you're not wondering. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. And I mean, it, it brought me back to places because it's like, you know, I have end game stuff. I'm trying to get all these things done. And it's like, oh, yeah, I remember this place. You know, you're it, very, here very quickly, in, you know, during the main game. So now it's like, oh, I can go back and I can explore it a little bit more and see what there is to it. Yeah. OK, so now we're to the next planet, which would be Promethea. I didn't think like it. What do you say? I didn't like Promethea. Oh, this is funny because this is my favorite level. I it it's such a cool concept. I love this major metropolitan city. Like that theme is that's super sick. But I hate the way it was laid out. Really? To me, it was just so. Um, I don't know. It was just really. Conf- it was just seem. I mean, it felt like a real city. It was super confusing. <laughs> I agree with you. Also, it was. It's as long as the next planets we get to, which I didn't mind as much because I like this planet more. Also, it was very interesting, because this is where I think the story lost itself a bit, too, was the moment, like, you go from this planet, jump to Athenas, which I assumed would be a different storyline, and then you realize they're just connected, because you can jump back here, and I was like, what? I feel like I didn't, like, I want to go back to Athenas and do something, but there's nothing to do. Right. Which we'll get to in a second. Also, this planet, to me, I think had the fun, this twist that never got answered, which was the Zero stuff. 
What what zero stuff? What do, do you mean? Do you remember when zero betrayed you that you thought, and then you made we we were questioning because we we're like, can they clone zero's powers, and that never got answered. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and, and it was ended up being the Katagawa or whatever. But we never got answered how he did it. No, you're totally right. Which Cause, was like, because he was. I mean, he was zero. He had zero's powers. And it was like, wow. And remember, remember wow. right after me and you were talking, we both like, oh, does this is going to be like a fun twist? No. No. And then it was just, it, then it just got completely ignored. It was like, okay, well, yeah, that happened. Okay. Well, go on okay. to your next planet. No, it's Thanks. like, okay, he's evolved. Have a good day. And like what? <laughs> so wish that uh, Reese had played a little bit larger of a part I while we were there. So Reese at least was there a decent amount, so I didn't mind that. I'm still, as we'll get to, shocked they didn't bring up Sasha or Fiona at all. Considering, like, we both got we got Reese, and I've got his friend's name ready, who both played decent roles in this game. The Australian sounding chick. No. The guy. Who's a bandit guy? Leads the bandits on Pandora. Vaughn. Um, Vaughn. Vaughn. So, like, those two play decent roles. So I don't understand how you can put those in two in there and not the other two main characters from the pre-sequel. I agree. I'm really hoping that we see something in the, uh, in the DLCs involving them. Because I think that would be a huge missed opportunity otherwise. Because, like, it'd be one thing if no one's there or a character is there. You literally put how the characters are divided in the pre-sequel is like Team A and Team B. You put Team A in there. How do you not put Team B in there? And I think arguably uh, Fiona and, and Sasha was... I, I think I, I... Lies. I liked Fiona more than Reese, but I liked Vaughn better than everybody. We put so. Reese on our death of the playable, so just saying. So I'm, a little, I'm pretty upset I didn't see Fiona. <laughs> just to clarify there. So then... So then so you have Prometheus. So I enjoy it more. Um, after, so we have Athenus in the middle of this Prometheus thing. Um, I like the idea of Athenus. It's a fun idea. We learn more about the Cywids. We learn more about Maya. And we're there on that planet for 10 minutes. My God, I was so upset about that. But this is when you have the shocking moment of Maya losing her siren powers, I believe. Maya dies. Oh, Maya dies. Yeah, it's Lilith, I've mentioned, loses the sign powers when you le- as you leave Pandora, and now this is when Maya dies. Which, the other problem with this I game is... I think at that point, when Maya dies, it's like, uh, that's like you're like, oh. This is serious. Shit, okay, like, this game isn't messing around, like, which would who's ups- next, you know? What upsets me about this, looking back now, great tensing moment, great storyboarding moments, right? They're both front-loaded in the, the starting third of the game. Which we'll get to. That should have been they captured Maya, another person Maya's later should who should have, have died. Point. They captured a third person who ended up being a siren who should have died later, who they wouldn't kill. Okay. Well, I, I, I'm just going to say this now because that happened on Pandora, so I'm, I think it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Now. Making Tannis a siren is a cop-out. Making Tannis a siren, what happened... So the, I was actually not suspicious when she started projecting into him. I was actually... I was like, okay, whatever. It's Tannis. She could have weird tech. The moment that you're there dealing yeah. with the, the giant boss guy, and all of a sudden at the end she goes, shoot, this, shoot the iridium tank. And the moment she said that, I went, no fucking way. Like, I just it's knew it. It's such a cop-out. Especially because all of them knew. Why is she knew. a siren? How is she a siren? All of them knew is what gets me. <laughs> 
just like oh it just irritates me because we learned that to to get the powers of a siren you need to they pass on from one siren to another like the the person closest to that siren gets the powers Mm -hmm. right or you can be born with them i thought when the hell was she around another siren that died what if she was born with it and that's why she always was the one who found the tech because she found all the vault tech when no one else could so was she just one from like from like Borderlands two and just nobody and like we were just no never no told I about think her? in Borderlands one she was a siren because if you look at she was the vault researcher who was the only one who got anything done. Oh, it was, I don't know. It like I said, I think that's just a cop out. To be honest, I'm not not a huge fan of that. Especially when you to realize me, her it, power it, is I, just technology. <laughs> and it's and it's like I get what you're saying. Like okay, maybe she was one. She's always been a siren, and that would kind of make sense as to like. Well, there's there's six sirens here, you know, always in the world. But and she always wears long sleeves, I guess. So I guess you wouldn't have noticed she had the tattoos or not. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, man. No, I think it's a cop out. <sighs> but yeah. So then after all this, now you're on to Eden Six, which is my least favorite planet because I've seen this environment already with like all of the hammerjack, the hammerlock stuff. Also, I, um, we're on this, this planet. Is way my favorite planet. We're on this planet way too long. Okay with that because I like this planet a lot. <laughs> way too long. We're on this planet. I um, I, I think it's because it was like I really wanted to like the Hammerlock DLC in Borderlands too. So this gave you the option. Yeah, this was like, hey, try it again, and I was like, okay, I'll try it again, and this one was enjoyable. So, so I'm gonna ask you. So I really, really like that the one. Hammerlock question. I have to. Ask, there are two of them. I have to ask you. Okay. How do you feel that a playable character became a villain after it was a playable character, not before this time? And how do you feel about Hammerlock and his lover? Um, well, let's go to the first one first. I'm not surprised that Aurelia, mm-hmm. Aurelia whatever her name was. Ice Queen. I'm not surprised she's a villain in this one because in the... Um, in the pre-sequel, everybody was a villain, except for Claptrap, kind of, and Athena. Mm-hmm. So I think it was cool, because then it's like, oh, yeah, I, she was a DLC character in the first one, but now it's like, oh, cool, she is psychopath. Like, yeah, cool. I feel great about killing you now. So, yeah, I thought that one was, I thought, I'm, I'm okay with that. I like that. It was nice to see her, and it, it was very satisfying to kill her, and I really wasn't a fan of her in Borderlands pre-sequels, so... All well and good in my book there. Okay. Now, um, what was his name again? I forgot, I forgot the name they gave. Sorry, Hamlock. His first name. Um, was it Winnie? Yeah, Winnie. 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 I think it was Winnie. Mm-hmm. Anyway. What was the second question? I forgot. About him and his uh, boyfriend. Yeah, Jacob. the Jacobs dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think that's, um, I don't know. I thought it was, I think, I think it's cool just cause they're both like these, like, uh, you know, they're like the stereotypical, like manly men, you know, like, oh, we're gentlemen, we're hunters and stuff, but like, we're also gay. And it's like, I think that was kind of like a, uh, like a slap in the face to cultural norms and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh and I, I mean, we, we've seen in the past that Borderlands is like a, uh, is okay with that. 
Because yeah, I like think they're, it was they're super, Tina uh, had something. There was before. there was a couple other stuff where they kind of alluded to. Um, Janie Springs and Athena. Right. You know, they both N- get married. Janie Springs and not Athena. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Athena? Yeah. Um, but else, too, I'm thinking of, but I don't remember at the moment. So. But yeah, that's, it was just a very interesting thing how they kind of dropped you. Like, oh. Uh, also, this, this is cool. Like I said, beating stereotypes every day. Mm-hmm. So, like, this is the part where I think... Yeah, and people say Borderlands writing is immature. Okay. <laughs> so, anyway. So, this is the part of the story where I kind of look at it and go, I think there are parts on Eden 6 where it is really strong. I also think stuff like breaking out the gunsmith, finding the hidden people, like, some of that stuff went on way too long. I think... Really, I think my problems with the length of the game came on the next planet that we're going to talk about. We'll get to the Jewish friend in a minute. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's kind of like the stuff where I think that's my problem with it. I think it's strong, obviously dealing with the Jacob stuff. The thing that upset me is, is I thought the moment we went from the Mall 1 slash Atlas planet to this planet, that we'd just be going down the chain of planets of corporations. Which real disappointed me, because... In my head, that would mean we'd have to go to the Torque planet. Is where my head went to that one. Uh, let's not get your hopes up, Mikey. I think that there's stuff in the DLC coming. <laughs> At least there should be, because Torque is, Torg is, is just as Torgy in this game as he was in Borderlands 2. And f- finally... And pre-sequel, to be honest. That's true. Finally, for the final planet, Neko Defea. What is your problem with Neko DeFeo? DeFeo. And you also butchered its spelling. <laughs> you know what I meant. Not even a PH in there. It's an F. <laughs> or oh. a D. Where'd you get a D? I have no clue. Yeah, that's where I think the game gets too long. Do you think it's... Where do you feel like it's too long here? Like once you meet Typhoon or Typhon, whatever how mm-hmm. people say his name, it's just like I get it. He's like a like he's like the person you're like he's he plays a really important role in the game. Mm-hmm. But just you're just doing dumb missions with him for too long, I think. It just really starts to drag. So, I agree with that. Uh, there are two things I want to point out with him, though, is I like the gun he gives you. It's pretty cool. The, the Iridian gun eats 10 Iridian, gets 10 guns. And I like his two friends that you do the side missions for. And Grouse, I believe. Mm-hmm. The, the like, the, it's literally, C, it's literally uh, R2-D2 and C-3PO is what they basically are. I don't know if you caught on to that. Because literally it's the the negative Nelly who can talk and then the happy, cheerful, naive droid. Do, do, do. We have lost Dan again. I apologize, folks. You could blame uh, Comcast. Hello. Oh, is he back? Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Thank you. Right. I can hear you. I'm glad you could hear me. That's not the problem of the matter. Well, you responded, so you can hear me now, so we're all good. Yep. 
So yeah, so you have ne so that's Necrotophorus. So these are all of our planets. Other stuff I kind of wanted to talk about was I appreciated the evolution of like the team of Tina, Mordecai, and Brick. I think was a fun combo. I'm really irritated by that. Why? Boomtown. <clears throat> I just, I just really wanted them to be better in this story you know <laughs> they wanted them to matter or something I, yeah it's like they do like a couple of missions with everybody and then it's like dude, i want them to be on sanctuary and like hanging out with the, the squad and stuff you forgot being like hey i haven't decided dan yeah, i don't know the mission with, the mission with mordecai where you go to the girl's birthday party is that good writing or bad writing in that mission I think it's good. I enjoy it. Well, enjoy is a term I mean, I that I don't think cool is correct. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, it's kind of morbid, obviously, but I don't know. I, I still think it's kind of cool. I, I like that it, they, it, you know, like that the whole time, like you can go ahead and you can like go to this dude and, and just be like, screw your daughter. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't care if she's dead, but I also like that you can be like, well, no, like let's have a soft side. Like, even though I'm a robot and I don't have a mouth, I'm still going to try and be your cake eating record. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah. Do you have, as we get to the tail end of this, any other great moments or, like, stuff in the game that you want to talk about? I hate. I absolutely hate what they did to Maya. Sorry, Lilith, not Maya. I was like, Maya actually I liked. Maya, I think, evolved correctly. Oh, I, Maya was, I was fine with. But Lilith seems so, like... Lost. Really? Why? Right. They did her... She was such a cool character in Borderlands 2. And she had be... I mean, she basically became, like, the next Roland. I mean, she was the commander. Everybody looked up to her. And then it was. she was like, you know what? I'm gonna kill myself. <sighs> Gone. Dead. And it was like... So you don't like the like, ending of literally what was the final song in this this game, which I couldn't handle. That, that girl is on fire. It's like, <laughs> screw you. I couldn't. When that was My the God. song, I was like, what? Just so I'm just, I'm still upset by it. I'm like, that's, I would have rather her died in like, by like Tyreen or something. That like to that. me, like if it was like, on Tyreen's death where she grabbed Lilith and took her with her, I feel like would have been angering, but like made more sense. <laughs> or like, just like have Tyreen die and have Lilith be injured and then she gets her powers back and then dies like, mm -hmm. you know, like a hero, you know, but like still wins. Like that would have been so much cooler than her flying into the moon. And then. So actually that might be the next thing. How do you feel that Pandora is the great vault? Hmm. I have questions. So oh, oh, I'll speak. I mean, <laughs> questions, by the way. Question I, two is, I thought we killed the destroyer. The big thing. Now, not only did we kill it, but we have evidence that Jack took its eye out. Not only that, they also explained how it could only be killed in the mortal world, which it was in when we killed it in Borderlands 1. Okay, so now this is this is this was kind of touched on in some of the Iridian slabs. Okay. Um, from what I remember, 
Every 200 years, the vault was supposed to open so that the destroyer could feed on whoever was near it. Right, right. right? And so the only if that was broken would, like, bad things start to happen. And then so when we opened the vault in Borderlands 1, you know, every then all the stuff set up for Borderlands 2, the Iridium started coming, people started going after the vaults, all that nonsense. Mm-hmm. But, and this is the thing that I had an issue with the pre-sequel about, is that at the end of Borderlands 1, we don't kill the destroyer, we see it go back into the vault. Okay. But, okay, then explain the Jack part to me, then, where he takes its eye. That's what I'm thinking. How did Jack get its eye? That's what I really want to know. And then, because I can understand, okay, we send the destroyer back into the vault by defeating it, but how did Jack get its eye? Which, because then, if if, if we would have killed it, then I get it then Jack gets it to take its eye. But if it just went back into the vault, how did Jack get its eye? Also, what I don't understand is, okay, so there's a lot, no, but your thing is, okay, God, there's so much I don't understand. So, if we opened it then, why wasn't Pandora being destroyed at that point? Also then, so this actually answers a, a weird question to me also, right? Iridian didn't pop up until the vault was open in Borderlands 1. So I don't understand yeah, that. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's <laughs> answered in the Iridium slabs. So, to, no, I mean, not to get, like, super plotty, but in the Iridium slabs, it says that um, if the vault is ever opened, the, the normal vault that the Destroyer came out of in Borderlands 1, if that vault was ever opened not like naturally every 200 years, um, then it would like trigger like this crazy, like earth shaking event that would force the iridium crust that's under all of Pandora to start coming up to the surface. But I thought in Borderlands one, it was open naturally as Borderlands two. It wasn't. No, in Borderlands two, we didn't open the destroyer vault. You open the vault of the warrior. Okay. But I thought in Borderlands one, it was the, the 200 year cycle was then, and it was open naturally. If, don't, I would honestly have to replay it because we we get the vault key from in board. No, no, but that's true. But I thought what it was was in Tannis's research. She said, and I think the two hundred year mark is now was part of her research. Ah, uh, man, I don't remember to be honest. Unless, do you think? Because remember, you kept handing the keys to Tannis. Is there an excuse that she secretly was charging the key? Possibly, and, and, and that's so when she was charging the key in Borderlands One, and we took it there, mm-hmm. that that that's, that's accelerated it. it. Yes. And, that's, that's an interesting thought. And she was using her research to cover her ass. It would kind of make sense to at least give reason why she was a siren, and it would make sense that, as to why the, the key opened the vault. Mm-hmm. But, um, by the way, still not great writing to explain that. But at least well, I mean, we, we've talked about it. I mean, I think we're just hypothesizing here. That's why I still think Tannis being a siren is a cop-out. Because, because like, you could just use it to fill in every blank. Exactly. It's like, so you're, you can... You're literally going to make us hypothesize about everything up to this point, mm-hmm. just because it's like, hey, you know what, Sanus or Tannis, she's a siren. How long? Uh, who knows? We she don't. Just is. You don't. So deal with it. Like there's all of that, right? <sighs> and then there is the so so the destroyer. When you said you kill a vault monster, my understanding was always that. The vault was still open before the monster was killed. It's just you weren't going to get past because you'd die. Yeah, exactly. So then how did the destroyer come out without the vault being open? 
in Borderlands one or two? Three. Uh, yeah, sorry, one or three. That's what I meant. Um, I don't remember. I feel like it was open. Right. But also, then why are talking? Is the Great Vault? I mean, is that like all the other vaults? I thought it was. Like... I thought the Great Vault was just a big vault that Destroyer came out of. And that's why Pandora was being ripped apart. But but what I don't understand is Lilith sacrificed herself to stop it from opening more. I thought it was already open. I think. I think what it was is. Ty. Tyrene, this is again. I'm just. I'm really stretching to try to explain this. Cause you, there's just holes. I think because the way that everything seems to me, the destroyer is like this big Lovecraftian, um, god mm-hmm. basically. And so when Tyrene becomes part of it, I don't think that that was like the full capability of the destroyer. Okay. You know, I think that it's just like. Here's the destroyer. It's not yet at full power, but when Pandora really explodes or tear, tears itself apart, whatever, then it's full. It will fully be released from the prison, and then it'll just start eating the universe again. Which, which I have and many questions about. Is it a spaceship? really stretching to explain? <laughs> Is it a spaceship? I don't understand. <laughs> I'm I'm really stretching to explain it because again, it just. Also, I in my head, I thought we'd already did a good job damage to Typhus. I don't understand how that key is still in one piece, but <laughs> or Opus, whatever that moon is called. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm stretching. I'm really stretching to explain it, but that's just the way that I'm reasoning it in my mind, so that I I'm not like this doesn't make sense. Oh, okay. So I think we're here, Dan, for the final two segments. I think first one, what we have to do is death. Of the playables. Here is our current list. We have Lilith, Krieg, Athena, Reese, and who are we putting as the final one? Honestly, I I'm gonna put Zane. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? I just I'm Zane, because I know it'll really piss you off. <laughs> and I haven't played as the other two characters, so I really I don't really think I can say at this point. See, I was going to say, I don't understand the people who play Amara. I don't know. Uh, again, I haven't played them yet, so I don't really think I can have an opinion. I think this should be something that we revisit when we do our, uh, our, our sequel to this one. Okay. If we want to do that, then I think we still have to look at the four we have on this fun list here. And figure out, Dan, who is the worst of the playables? know who it is that's right it's gotta be lilith i was about to say lilith i was about to say lilith <laughs> and it's probably just because she was in borderlands one but she's just like a, a bad character in that like, game. like it's funny in my head when you said it, you know it's gotta be i thought you were gonna say reese i was like it has to be lilith because in reese in his corresponding story he was a badass and he mattered in the moment Lilith, when she was playable, kind of sucked. I mean, when she was playable, she was just a dog shit character. So, yeah. So, we're going to stick with that one, then. So, pending us, when we visit it, we'll come back and add our characters, see if it changes. We are saying that Lilith is the worst playable character in the Borderlands series currently. Yep, I, I think that's just the way it's got to be. Mm-hmm. 
So our, our runner-ups in no particular order are Krieg from Borderlands 2, Athena from the pre-sequel, who I'm also mad that didn't show up here for some reason. Also, that's me. Honestly, that's a whole other conversation. Wait, wait, that this I don't is think my we have time to get into. So we don't have Athena, and you don't have whatever her face was, who I thought was taking over for Scooter, which. Hmm. Springs. Yeah, Springs, who was taking over for Scooter. No, apparently. Oh, it's just Ellie kind of came in and... Said, I'm the sister, deal with it. Oh, okay. (laughs) And Reese, who actually somewhat enjoyed in this game. Reese. Yeah, I mean, and I think putting Reese on this is... It's more just because we have to, not because we want to. Yeah. So now, Dan, the moment of truth. Here is our current game rankings. In fourth place, Borderlands the pre-sequel. Tied for second and third, Borderlands slash Tales to the Borderlands... And in first place, Borderlands 2. I think this I'm game... I'm going to have to say that Borderlands 2 is still my favorite. I was going to say, this game has to be number 2. It is. It's number 2. Because it is a fine game. I think there are spots where it is better than Borderlands 2. I think it might actually play better than Borderlands 2. But as a complete package, even if I removed the DLC from Borderlands 2, I do not feel that Borderlands 3 is a better package. Totally agree. Borderlands 2 is just next level in so many ways. And this game does, like you said, improve on a lot of things from Borderlands 2, but there's just other places that the game falls flat. And I think there was very few areas that Borderlands 2 fell flat. So, Or if it did, yeah, it never fell two. as flat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if it, it I mean, it, it's like Borderlands is like a, is like a 10 or sorry, Borderlands two is like a 10 Borderlands three is like a, like an eight and a half, nine, mm-hmm. you know, then, it's close, but it's, it's just not quite there. So maybe after they fix a bunch of stuff, it might get a lot closer, but I'm very, unless the DLC shocks me, I will be very surprised or I argue at some point that it is a better game than two. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing is, is the story. I think two is just an immaculate story and and I, the borderlands 3 story is just not I actually thing. I think tales story might be stronger from a story point yeah, of view yeah but tales is kind of a, its own beast right right in but, a it, sense. but my whole point though is it's not even what I would argue in the best two stories in the series like that and that doesn't help when we're trying to argue where it goes on that list yeah exactly so yeah number 2 I think we agree <sighs> it's sad you we both had the hope that I mean, it would be it, like number I said, 1 not it's not a bad game. It's just not. There's just too many things that it falls flat on where the other ones didn't. Or mm-hmm. the Borderlands 2 didn't. Nice. So there we go. That is the Borderlands 3 show. We will be back at some point in the future to discuss happenings, post-game content, DLC, events of Borderlands 3 and the future of the series. Remember, you can follow Dan on Twitter at a god of the run. You can follow me at Mikey underscore Maroney. You can follow the show at the SWW show, SWW show on podcast services around the globe. Dan, thank you for joining me for this fun journey throughout Pandora and the corresponding planets around it. I hope or you had a come good, good, sir. I hope you had a good time. We, we got to hunt some vaults, plenty of vaults. Apparently we got to deal with some giant monsters and let's all be honest, we got a little bit closer to Mr. Torque in our hearts, and that's all that matters. Important part of any of any day, really. Dan, as we end the show, I think we both know 
what the question I have to ask you is. Explosions? Explosions! This podcast was a product of the SWW Show. You can find more at the SWWshow.com or Facebook.com slash the SWW Store or Twitter.com slash SWW. You can find out more about Mike at Mikey underscore Maroney on Twitter and more about AJ at Locevore on Twitter. Remember, new episodes come out twice a month, one focusing on the new entertainment news and one focusing on movie club, so new and an old movie. You can find out more again at the SWWshow.com. You can find the show on podcast services around the globe.